0: Hi, my loves. Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Deandra Nicolette. If you're new here, my love, welcome. I'm super excited to have you tuned in for your first ever episode of Manifest Daily. And of course, to my OG listeners, you already know the vibes. Okay. Hey, girl. Hey, hey, boy. Hey, what's poppin'? What's good? Welcome back to another episode of your fave. My loves, have you ever asked yourself what a certain number means or why certain angel numbers have certain meanings? Have you ever been curious about the theme of your year and wondered why some years were filled with more challenges while others seem to just be a lot more flowy? In today's episode, I'm sitting down and chatting with Joy Woodward, the expert numerologist behind the Joy of Numerology. Joy's journey from the corporate world into the spiritual world has been led by numbers. Over 10 years ago, Joy began studying Pythagorean numerology and realized just how accurate numbers were for predicting themes and experiences in her life, as well as the lives of others. Joy discovered her gift. After being pushed by the universe and encouraged by her husband, she started The Joy of Numerology, a business designed to help others learn how to use numbers to lead them along the most aligned paths in their lives. Today, I'm sitting down with Joy to talk all things numbers, and we are going to discuss how you can use numbers to manifest and live your very best life. Grab yourself a beverage, a snack, and let's go ahead and dive into today's episode with Joy from The Joy of Numerology. Hi, Joy. Welcome to Manifest Daily. How are you doing today? I'm
1: so fabulous. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to have this conversation.
0: Of course, I'm super excited to have you here on the show. Well, let's just go ahead and dive into the conversation because I'm super, super, super excited for this one. First of all, before we dive into the actual juicy tidbits of numerology, Let's do a little bit of an intro. Can you tell us about who you are, what you do, and what brought you into this line of work? Absolutely.
1: I am an expert numerologist. I've been practicing as a professional for almost 15 years. I am a recovering corporate climber. I was an executive for a long time. And I'm also the best-selling author of A Beginner's Guide to Numerology, which is in about, 12, 15 languages, I think it's been translated into now. So I'm very passionate about getting numerology right and sort of preserving that sacred science Uh, There's a lot of TikTok numerologists out there, they hear something, they repeat it, it's not always accurate, but I, you know, I'm really passionate about getting the, the right information out there.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm super excited about today because I know that like angel numbers are really hot right now. Numerology and other senses is hot right now. And especially as you talk about like TikTok and the misinformation that's spread, that's why I love having experts on the show to like get to the nitty gritty. Let's actually talk about it and let's dive in and let's give people the right information as a resource, right? So first of all, how did you even get into numerology? Because you mentioned having this corporate background. And I'm always so interested how a lot of like the people that come on the show go from corporate and nine to five life to doing something so like magical and completely different than that world. Yeah, absolutely. That was Almost 15 years ago, before it was
1: trendy to quit your day job and become a spiritual solopreneur, but here I am, I, I had a reading, and it intrigued me, and I was fascinated. And I left that reading, and I went straight to the bookstore, and because that's where we used to get books. And I, um, you know, dived in. And since then, I mean, I took a lot of training, I had some fabulous mentors, I realized that the, the original reading I had maybe wasn't as awesome as I thought at the time. But it was enough to really, you know, propel me in this direction. At no point, did I think, wow, this can be my new career? The universe had other plans and I was redirected and I fought it. And, you know, I tried staying in corporate and having, having a whole, you know, second, second, you know, life in corporate and uh, the universe just went, no, not for you. I got fired. And then I do- dove even deeper into numerology. <laughs> and
0: here we are. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there are so many stories, too, of entrepreneurs who either like they got fired or they were laid off. Just something that gave them that push off the cliff when they were right at the edge, but didn't have the courage necessarily to dive in. It was like, OK, well, Flick, here's your push. You're going to be diving in now. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It It was a lot. Like it was intense. And like I said, this was 15 years ago. It wasn't trendy then. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm sure that was incredibly scary because at least now we we've seen so many people do it and we're seeing so many people do it. So there are a ton of resources if that's the path you want to take. But 15 years ago, it's like, what resources did you have or who could you look to for, I guess, the next steps? It was sort of like you had to carve that own path for yourself, right? I really did. There, There were numerologists out there, but not nearly as many. And, but
1: it was easier to find people who were really good at it because there wasn't this saturation of people looking things up on the internet and going, I can write a book now. I didn't realize until I wrote my own book how many spiritual metaphysical type books, whether it's astrology or numerology, are actually written by copywriters. They're not written by oh wow. astrologists or even astrologers sometimes. So you really have to no. do your research. So before you even, you know, decide to to hit buy now on a on a website,
0: quickly Google the author, see if they are an expert in their field. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Did not know that, but that is literally such a good tidbit to take away. I until I. Yeah.
1: My I, authors get really obsessive sometimes. You watch your book and where is it? And How many am I selling and what's happening? And when a new book would come out, you would look it up. Oh, who's this? I haven't
0: heard of this numerologist. I haven't heard of them because they're not a numerologist. That kind of brings us into a really good segue here. What actually is numerology? Because... I don't know, like you hear all the things. Give us the actual definition of what is numerology.
1: All right. So numerology is the sacred science of numbers. It is where art and math meets. Uh, it's, it's magical. It goes back to 500 BC, uh, brought to us by Pythagoras, he's sort of the godfather of numerology. He's the one who also traumatized a lot of people with grade ten math and algebra and <laughs> <his> triangles. <laughs> yeah, he's also credited with the musical spheres and the eight octave scale. So he he was quite a magical man. What we know about him is part myth, part you know, storytelling. He had a school back in Greece. And like I said, we're going back to 500 BC, and it burnt down to the ground. And so a lot of that information was lost. And so, but it goes back that far and his original teachings still hold true. So that's where I'm, that's what I ground myself in and I use as my checkpoint. It's my foundation. I go right back and I don't think something that old is broken or needs to be reinvented.
0: Yeah. It's so interesting as you bring up like math and as I, as you were saying it, I was thinking of like the Pythagorean theorem. Do you remember that? Like, I don't even know what it is at this point, but my God, <laughs>
1: I almost failed grade 10 math like I was horrible. Oh, no. And, oh. you know, they taught numerology. I'm sure I could have rocked that class. But I remember sitting in the exam it was multiple choice. And none of the answers I was coming up with were choices. So it was, I guess I was using my intuition then. So
0: yeah. <laughs> picking answers. What's the vibe of, of B versus C? <laughs> yeah, well, and I
1: wasn't, I mean, I was what, 16? I wasn't super in tune. I didn't, I wasn't super in touch with my gifts yet. I, I grew up in a really religious home. And so anything that wasn't, you know, sort of taught to you in Sunday school, like tarot or astrology was evil, hocus pocus. So I've had quite the departure.
0: Yeah. So interesting, too, that you mentioned astrology. Cause I think when I think of numerology, or actually, when I think of astrology, I think of, you know, this sort of like age old science that we are now seeing have this like resurgence in the culture today, you know, people talking about astrology. And I hate when people dumb it down to very simple things because, of course, we know there's so much to astrology. But when it comes to numerology, are there ways that they can work together? Because it's almost like you see this division of some of these things. But when you kind of look at them all together, because I know when I look at like human design, like you see how astrology comes into play there. Is it similar with numerology? It truly is complementary. I
1: rarely, if ever, find it contradicting each other. But what it does is give you a whole new angle. So one way I describe it is if, you're, if astrology shows you the front of someone's face, numerology can show you the back of their head and their side profile right? So you just get so much more information, but they really do complement each other. So for example, if you were going through your Saturn return, and you then added to your, you know, your numerology profile in and said, Okay, I'm in my Saturn return, and I'm in a 891 personal year cycle for the next three years, you can look at that Saturn return and go, this is what I'm really going to be focused on. This is what Saturn wants to teach me about. And you can use those to move so gracefully through the energy instead of fighting it or
0: being ignorant to it until you get slapped around a little bit. Yeah. I sort of see them all as like, you know how you take the different personality tests and it's sort of like, okay, you learn this part of yourself and then this part and you kind of can put them all together and get that holistic view, which is exactly what you just described. So also the scenario you described is what I'm going through Saturn return eight, (laughs) nine, one. (laughs) <laughs> next three years. So yeah, love is that, that for where me. you are? Oh, wild. Yeah. <laughs> yes. i return in Pisces. I'm in a personal year eight right now. So very much on the grind, getting the things done. Yeah. Well, I could have picked any numbers that is wild. And yet yeah. you picked those. So <laughs> I love that. But speaking of like personal year numbers, right? What are, I guess, the, the main numbers in numerology? Um, I think people are, are maybe are familiar with like life path or perhaps destiny. But what are those main numbers that you tend to look at if you're doing a reading for someone or you're trying to really understand their path or what they're currently working through?
1: So the main numbers are... Everything runs on one through nine. And then every once in a while, you get a master number, which is either an 11, a 22, or a 33. And those ultimately reduce down to two, four, and six. So you can always look at that reduced number for extra clues and meaning to the master number. But everything runs on that one through nine and then the master numbers. When I do readings, I like to start with the life path. That's your entire date of birth. So day, month, plus year added together. And that gives you a real just sort of umbrella of this is what you're here to accomplish. This is what you need to do. I'm giving you these gifts, this character, right? And then all your other numbers kind of fill in the rest of your personality, your heart, what you desire. So from life path, I usually go to soul number because that's the hidden part of someone. And when you can tell someone about the parts of them that they, they don't show most people that are so private, you, you get such a deep connection and then they're, they're open, right? They're like, okay, she knows what she's doing. She just saw my secret self. So I go to the heart number. And that's also the one I really like to look at for love matches when people are looking for compatibility in relationships. Uh, From there, I go to the personality number most times. And that's the one that really speaks to career. And it also has gifts that will help you along in your career. Your destiny number is, sorry, and your soul number is from the vowels. Your personality number is from consonants. The destiny or expression number is the one that's your entire name. And that one is sort of secondary to to your life path. Some people have a destiny number that matches their life path. These, these are the people that find what they need to do, what they're destined for very easily. It just comes to them. They're like, oh, this is, this is what I meant to do. And it all jives, right? Um, the people that have their destiny and soul numbers in harmony, those are the ones that are just passionate about what they do. And they really love, love their work. So that's, that's always a nice... A nice match there. From there I look at the birthday number. Birthday numbers are probably the single easiest number to pick out in a stranger. So if you're at a party, you see people, you know, maybe they're exchanging gifts and you're like, Wow, that was so thoughtful. She really thought about that. Maybe that person's a six because six pay attention to the details. They are really good at buying thoughtful gifts, right? Maybe they (laughs)
0: maybe like am I a six? I forget. You actually you a six life path, so I'm a six
1: life path, yeah, yeah. But if you if you get them something that's more, you know, a little risque or kinky, they wouldn't necessarily buy for themselves. I'm like that person might be a five, right? They want they want to have everyone explore everything, right? Or they they're the ones who like giving liquor as gifts, or you know, I've been at I remember doing one of those gift exchanges at um, a, a curling club. Canadian girl. Anyway, they, and someone brought um, cannabis as their gift exchange, and everyone's like, oh my gosh, that's so crazy. But those are the kinds of gifts that you'd expect from maybe a five. Fours are super practical. It's probably going to be something you can use, something you can consume or eat. So every number has their little tells. And also, you can pick out people's numbers by how they look. So that's also something very interesting. From birthday number, I go to attitude. And that's where you get your personal year number is from that attitude number. That one is day plus month. And so the day plus month, that's your attitude number. This is a bit of a first impression. This is where people are going to think they know who you are, but it's very surface level. And it unless it's in harmony with what else is going on, it will probably just give you a rude awakening at sometimes if it's if it's out of alignment, which often happens. And when you add the year to that Uh, day and month, the calendar year, that's where you get your personal year number. Um, The last number I'd like to look at is the maturity number. So for anyone who's sort of, I'd say mid to late 40s, This is where people think you're having a midlife crisis. I like to call it a midlife awakening, but that is where you can end up having a complete change in attitude, in what you like, in what you wear. That number is sort of a second chapter of your life. And this is where you see a lot of people who've been happily married for 20, 30 years. All of a sudden they're like, I need a divorce I'm a sports car. So when that number stays in harmony with the life path, you might not even notice your your midlife awakening when it changes to something completely different that's not represented anywhere else in your chart. This is where you see someone and they just reinvent themselves entirely. So then I look at karmic debt, karmic lessons, which are two different things,
0: but it can go deep. Yeah, Wow. Okay. Well, thank you for breaking that down and giving examples as well, because again, I feel like We've only kind of seen the very, very, very tip of the iceberg because I think at the very beginning when I first discovered numerology, I heard about life path number and then it was like, okay, well, I'm a life path six, like let's dive down that rabbit hole. But every other, I guess, piece isn't as talked about, but it's so important to really look at all the pieces of this in order to create a very holistic understanding of self because it's sort of like, um, and I can liken it to when people discover astrology and they're like, well, for me, they'd be like, okay, you're a Taurus. So Tauruses are like this. And so it's like, okay, but that's my sun sign. Let's look at rising. Let's look at moon. Let's look at Venus to really get a comprehensive understanding of who I am and maybe how I'll show up in certain situations. So really love that Like you gave us kind of a breakdown of all those numbers. And I wanted to specifically zone in on personal year number, which I know we'll end up talking about at our summit later this year, information <laughs> coming soon. Uh, but I, I would love to dive into that because I feel like that one is a really cool one and of itself because it really encompasses the current year that we're in. So can you tell us a bit about how we can use our personal year numbers to really understand what any particular year has in store for us?
1: Yeah, it, it absolutely is one of the most magical parts of numerology because it really can give you direction it can help you step into the flow it helps you make the right moves at the right time when to focus on self care when to you know make big moves when to lay low it truly can give you some fabulous direction So, how you find that number is this is the one where you take your birthday and month and you add it to the calendar year. So, for you, can can we say your birthday May fourteenth? Oh yeah. In case anyone wants to send a gift to Deandra, uh, hello. (laughs) And we're coming, Bali. we're adding that to the collective year, which this year is a seven. So 2023 adds up to seven. So May 14 reduces to five. So one plus four, we're always reducing numbers till we hit a single digit. So five plus five is 10. One plus zero is one. So you have a one attitude number. And we're adding that to the collective year 2023. So that's where you end up in an eight personal year. So everyone can easily find that number for themselves.
0: Yes. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for the example. Again, come to Bali next year as my birthday gift. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) But I, I really want us to kind of dive into a an even deeper understanding of this put into action. And I think I'm a little bit selfish here because I, again, know that you mentioned personal year eight on your website as when you actually started your business. And as I am in such personal year, I really want to hear more about this. So what did your personal year, I guess we could dive into eight or even this current year for you and maybe you could share what number you're in, but like, how did that actually show up in your life? Like what unfolded, I guess. And you can share, I guess, the story for that particular year, perhaps any year that you found to be incredibly pivotal and what specific number we were dealing with for that year. with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. That's drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. Check
2: it out. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then,
1: So I have now been through almost I'm on my third cycle of the numbers living with numerology, not necessarily as a professional numerologist, but I had the knowledge before I turned pro. So it's um, I'm, I still learn new things every time I go through a, a new cycle. But it's absolutely amazing. So right now, I'm actually in a nine. Um, but I can tell you something significant from every year that that happens in your nine cycle. So we can start at. Do you want to start at one or
0: start at? Eight? Oh my god, let's do it. Let's let's okay. start at one. Let's let's do go through the cycle.
1: <laughs> okay, so one personal year. So these are people that are. Recovering, I want to say nine years are sometimes very rough. They have rewards, but they can be there's a lot of goodbyes, there's a lot of letting go. And for a lot of people, that's difficult because it creates change and shift. But what you really want to do is create space for that one year for your new beginnings. So, in a one year, also a great time to start a business. uh, But I would say, after for sure, after March. I wouldn't start a, I wouldn't want to start a business in that one two cycle of January, February. So okay, so one personal year, it wants you to begin. It wants you to start. If you did not let go of everything you were urged to in your nine year, the universe does not negotiate. It will now rip it away from you. Okay. Oh my <laughs> that first part of your one year can still be a little bit jarring. If you've created space, you can now just wait for your new blessings to come in. One is a number that, like I said, wants you to begin. And anything you can really dream of or manifest, now's the time you start, you take action. So in a nine-year, you're laying low. In your one year, you're go time, right? You're passing go, you're collecting $200, you are ready to make some big moves. Then we break it all down by month, but that's that's a whole different thing. In your two-year, it's about meeting the right people that can forward your dreams. It's about relationships, partnerships. When I say relationships, it's about all relationships. So everyone goes to romantic right away. Absolutely, that's part of it. But you're also going to meet business partners. You're going to have a re- like relations with your family. Um, in an in 11-two-year a specifically... So anyone with a four attitude right now in 2023, they are in an 11-2 year because you're adding seven from the universal year to four. When you hit master number years, there's always destined events, okay? So if you think of the 11, as two ones coming together. Those two ones can also go apart. So sometimes people are expanding their family. They're having a baby. Sometimes they're getting married. Sometimes they lose a parent or someone very close to them. So there's always two sides to every number. There's a high vibration and a low vibration, but that two is is sort of a cooperative year. You don't want to really force things. You want to flow, you want to be patient. Two years will always teach you about having patience. By your two year, in your one year, you wanted to start your two-year, you're being diligent, you're taking advantage of opportunities as they arise and you're meeting the right people to help. You forward your dreams. And three three personal years are wild. So three is a very social number. If you were thinking about doing any networking, if there's anything you want to expand, free energy, super expansive. It's also very lucky. And in a three-year before pandemic, I used to always say, This is your year of yes, accept every invitation you get and meet the people the universe wants to put in your path so you can further those relationships. And and grow everything. Then that felt sort of irresponsible during pandemic. So I toned it down a bit, but I think we're we're free to move around and accept invites now and do everything. A lot of times there's a few degrees of separation. And so you might meet, let's say someone's brother and you end up working for their sister, right? Or you, that kind of thing. Or you have a, a friend who introduces you to their coworker and you end up, you know, starting a business with that coworker down the line. So it's not always immediate. You may not even recognize when it's happening, but there's always that little degree of separation. And I have had a couple clients who have taken this beyond literal from me. And she accepted every invitation she got. She now has an amazing ambassadorship with a huge company. She started her own company. She met some amazing high profile women and she is doing it. But all those doors, doors open for her, the people she met under her free energy. So you want to make sure you're not permitting sitting at home, not going anywhere. It's a social time. Meet the people you need to. Three years can also be highly, highly emotional. Threes are really expressive. And when I say emotional, I'm not just talking about crying. I'm talking about all of the emotions. So you're going to be sad. You're going to be frustrated. You're going to be angry. You're going to have moments where your temper is tested. So you want to make sure that you have a creative outlet. Three years, a lot of creative energy. When you have that outlet, you better control over your emotions. So once the energy is present, it just wants out. And if you don't give it a creative outlet to express itself, it comes out through speeding tickets. It comes out through rage. It comes out in many unwelcomed, you know, it's easier to get a coloring book than, you know, suppress your creative energy. For personal years, if you just randomly pick up a couple numerology books, a lot of them will scare you about your four year and tell you how much hard work you're in for. I disagree to a certain extent. It's not a time to, you know, slack off. But at the same time, my four years, my last couple of four cycles have had the most amazing opportunities. And so four energy is really foundational. It's about getting organized. It's about putting your systems in place, making sure everything's running like a well-oiled machine. And it's sets that solid foundation to move forward. If you're in a 22-4 year, that's the master builder, the master visionary. And they think big. They're really concerned with the legacy. And so four is the time to really hone in on, on your policies, your procedures, getting everything, you know, taken care of and becoming that well-oiled machine. Four energy also sometimes holds health issues. If you know any fours, these are the people a lot of times who are year- you want to make sure you're taking care of your medical stuff, take care of your annuals, do your checks, do your thing. But it doesn't mean you're going to have a four, you're going to have a medical problem. A lot of times, you're being a uh, support system to someone who is in the medical system. So maybe you're taking a parent to a lot of appointments. Maybe you have a child who's trying to get diagnosed with something. Maybe it's a spouse. So just pay attention to that kind of thing, but don't turn it into a self fulfilling prophecy. They're like, oh, I'm in a four year. I'm just waiting to get sick. Absolutely not. Don't go there, but be prepared. Okay. Five energy is the great game changer. Under five energy, anything is possible. Expect the unexpected. It rules shift, movement, change, great time to take a vacation. Also pay attention to who you're meeting, networking. Five energy demands a little bit of excitement. And so you want to make sure that you are opening yourself up to a different way of doing things, opening yourself up to possibilities. At a low vibration, five energy is chaotic and dramatic. And you're asking for personal examples. When I was in my five year of my five month, which everybody has a double dose of whatever energy they're working every September. And so it was the first week of September, my iPhone fell in the pool, my neighbor had a fatal accident, he fell off a ladder, that was extremely dramatic. I had all electrical fire in my house. It was it was like, I was like, I hear you, I hear you. But what you is that I'm in control of my reaction. Oh my That's all I control, right? You can't everything going around you. So when you know, there was a little electrical <laughs> fire, I was just so so grateful that I smelt it and I dealt with it and caught it right away. And it, you know, it didn't become a big thing. I dove in with all my clothes. After my iPhone, I got it before it hit the bottom of the pool. My lifeguard training kicked in, and fixed yeah, it's the basically saved the iPhone. And then, yeah, the the widow of the of the neighbor who had who had the accident. She called me because it was a bird oh wow oh my god. House. She's <laughs> like, "Come help me! Come help me catch this bird!" And I'm like, "Love that. Yeah, you call to catch live animals, but I I animal whispered the bird and you know I felt like Snow White and I was able to help her. Oh my but it's gosh. about your reaction. So anyone in five energy, get ready for change. <laughs> People hit their five year, they want a new house, a new car, a new job, a new husband. They oh really gosh. tend to sometimes blow it up. But change is always for the better. So you just need to embrace it and go with it. Okay. Six energy. I got married in the sixth year. Uh, Six rules love. It rules marriage, divorce, death, rules your pets, your house. So all of those things come front and center when you hit your sixth year. And when you drill down to the months, I got married in May, which was an 11-2 month for me. And that, I mean, obviously, I'm a numerologist, I picked a fabulous wedding date. Um, (laughs) When December came around, which was a nine month for me, I lost my beloved pet. And so you know, it was the best and worst yes, year yes, yes, yes. of my life in many ways. So that's the kind of stuff you can you can look forward to in a sixth year. So lots of, lots of highs and lows, but six also rules beauty. So if you're thinking you want, you know, to update your look or do a little this or that, it's a good time. Yeah. And six energy is very nurturing. So you always will have a chance to show someone compassion and be there, take care of them. Seven is your year where you get to just exhale. Like, I am, I'm so tired. <laughs> Seven's about self-care. It really will force you into self-care. So if you are not finding balance in your life and taking time to, to really nurture yourself, this is where you'll see something pop up where the universe goes, oh, here, have a broken leg you need to sit down for four weeks, right? I, 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 it, it can be, but if you're not getting, like I always say, you get a flick, fine. You ignore it. You get the slap. And oh my gosh, after that, it's dramatic. Wait for the spiritual two by four to knock you yeah. right out. Or you can pay attention to the earlier signs. So, but really self-care and meditation is really good for seven energy <laughs> for that year, being around water, getting into nature. yeah, And it really wants you to establish yourself as the expert. And that is actually my seven year because I started my business in that eight year. My seven year is where I, I went deep. I devoured anything I could find on numerology. I found myself a mentor. I was all in at that point. So you want to make sure that you're paying attention to what the universe is putting in front of you and, you know, really diving in. But seven energy, like I said, it rules metaphysics. It's very connected to nature. And so a lot of people I, I see have their dark night of the soul in a seven year as well, where they have a spiritual awakening. Eight energy is probably one of the most misunderstood. It's, you know, everyone says eight, oh, eight's money. It can oh. be. So in an eight year, yeah. you can go bankrupt. You can win the lottery. It can be either. <laughs> okay? it, can be, it could be both. So you, if you think of the eight, how it's just infinite and it chases its tail, you could just go round and round oh. and round. <laughs> and round. Love you can that. put a dollar <laughs> sign right over it it absolutely rules finance but setting a goal in an 8 year that this is the year that you're going to save tons of money or really get ahead financially i have rarely if ever seen that really materialize 8 years about finding balance it rules business so if you have a business idea you definitely want to start it you know under that 8 energy because if you wait till your 9 year it will be too late We'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> but under that under that eight energy, it really wants you to find balance. The eight can't, do you know what I mean? Really sustain itself without that. It's also where karma finds balance. And so <laughs> Martha Stewart is always my favorite example of an eight. She... You know, got stubborn, said she was innocent, pled innocent to her insider trading charges, learned the hard way, chasing your tail, right? Learns the hard way, goes to jail, gets to jail, makes friends with the inmates, teaches them how to bake cupcakes, teaches them how to sew, gets out of jail. Gets her entire fortune back and was just, you know, the oldest model ever on the cover of Sports Illustrated looking smoking at 81. So the only thing to remember about eight is there are always, always possibilities of complete and total reversals and transformation. So you can go bottom to top very quickly. You can also go top to bottom, kind of like snakes and ladders. So in an eight year, like I said, karma is going to find balance that sometimes scares people. But if you're a good person, you have nothing to worry about. If you're shady, buckle up. Okay. But there's there's usually an output of cash at some point in an eight year, whether it's buying yourself a new car or the tax collector finally <laughs> catches up with you or something else. But there's always money coming in and sometimes from unexpected sources. So it's a bit of a revolving door with your with your finances. Okay. Nine year. We're at the end of the cycle. Nine is again just you got a clean clean house get rid of anything you don't need, whatever's not working. This includes people and things. I always say there's three types of clutter. You've got emotional clutter, you have physical clutter, and then there's digital clutter. And so in a nine year, you really want to just tear down and, you know, do I need this? Get rid of it if you don't, make space. And sometimes it's easier for people to let go if they really think, Like I need to release this for something to come in. So that's the most important thing to do in a nine year. It would be very rare for me to see a client that didn't have a relationship fall apart. And a lot of times it's long-term friends, you know, like they've been friends for 20 years and all of a sudden it's just like, yeah, that's over. So if the universe wants it, let it have it, let it take it. It doesn't negotiate. It's up to you. You want to release it with dignity. Do you want to have it ripped out of your, you know, bloody fingernails from digging in, right? So you can release it with grace, just bless it, move on. Um, and I, I've got lots of tools on release and forgiveness. And I spend a lot of time talking to people in nine years about, about all the real letting go, super important. Now, nine years do not favor beginnings. And that is why when we talked um, briefly the other day, I said during your eight year, if there is something you want to start or initiate, do it now. Under nine energy, if you start, you almost want to treat it a bit like a Mercury retrograde. It's a time for research. It's time for preparedness. It's not the time to get really excited and launch something brand new. Um, and I've seen multiple, I do a lot of IBF dating for clients. And under a nine year, it is probably the most common time that I see someone with miscarriages, um, people that get married under nine energy tend to be short-lived. Uh, it's important to know your numbers when you're making big life decisions. You need all the stars aligning for you.
0: Yeah. So nine energy, it's sort of like you're saying, if you start something at an eight, you want to, you can continue it in the nine, but it's sort of like, you know, if you're thinking again, the launch or even like a new job or again, like getting married, like avoid that nine.
1: Yeah, so if you do end up starting a new job in a nine year, what I see happen a lot of times is it's a bridge to something better. So you're letting go of your old job, or you get fired, or it gets taken away from you for whatever reason. The next job you get, if you start under nine energy, it doesn't tend to be a real long lasting career, but it does end up being a bridge to something that gets you to really where you wanted to go. Yeah, that makes sense. When I say, you know, treat it like a Mercury retrograde, it's a chance to revise your plans. Like if you start your business in your eight, see what's working, see what's not, you know, do the research, figure out what you need to do. All those fabulous RE words.
0: Yeah tweak all the things. Re- yeah. reinvestigate. That's not a word, but we're going to make it a word. <laughs> it one. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Well, as you were talking, when you were specifically speaking about the 4, I was thinking about the other day when I just literally was seeing 444 four, four everywhere. It was like haunting me. And I mean, haunting it seems kind of bad. I actually really enjoyed seeing this number. And I had I made a post about it on Instagram as well and I said, you know, it was a lot of similar things that you mentioned where, you know, it was about about foundations and kind of putting systems in place cuz the times I was seeing 444 I was either on the phone with an accountant trying to get set up or I was on the phone with my lawyer trying to like set up the LLC like all these very very foundational things and do I'm really curious like everything that you just described about the personal year numbers are we able to kind of almost like translate that into the repetitive angel numbers so for example is 888 um kind of a symbol of I don't know, think karma, right? Maybe you're seeing 888 because something karmic is about to happen or unfold or 444 and the stability. Is that kind of how you would look at angel numbers? I
1: do. I do to a certain extent. So angel numbers are another one of these things where I'm, I'm just, I see memes all the time and I'm like, well, that's an interesting take or no, I don't, I do not agree. A lot of them are channeled and you know if you're gonna channel something I want to see the numbers of the person who thinks they're channeling I want to see if that's one of the gifts that comes down through their through their profile there's a number for that right so you really need to look at what your where your information is coming from so yeah you can every number has an energy and for sure when you're talking about fours fours are foundational it's sort of the original angel number is that four 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 but what I also look at is what the total is. So 444 four, four comes to a 12, which ends up being a 3. 3 is that emotional energy Right. And I always think of four, four, four is like a hug from your angels, right? A hug from departed loved ones that they're there for you. And they're asking you to ask them to help. They can't interfere unless you invite them. So
0: yeah. Oh my God. So that's such a good point. And I've been really trying to remind everyone of that because I recently have been like saying that prayer of if this person's not supposed to be in my life, like please remove them if they're going to hinder my path in any way. And let me tell you that one works quick. Okay. match they're removed <laughs> they are removed I, like so I think a lot of times we'll sit there and kind of have these moments where we feel like oh like so alone or we're like oh my god you know, why, why aren't my angels or my guides kind of interfering? It's like, well, have you, have you asked, have you actually like contemplated asking for clarity on, on the situation or asking for strength to deal with whatever it is? Like all of that. Cause that's, that's kind of where I've been at lately. Is just like, when I'm in a situation, I'm like, listen, this is out of my hands. I need strength. I need help. Yeah, <laughs> <I>
1: absolutely. <laughs> so I, yeah. I am a, strong proponent for morning pages i don't know if you're familiar with morning pages or your but uh it's julia yeah. cameron's book she knows a thing or two about being creative she was married to martin scorsese so she knows about that too about being married to a creative <laughs> but her book um that that practice of morning pages it checks off so many boxes for me so you know you you clear your mind from whatever happened in your sleep and you're processing and who knows what goes on when we're you know in that subconscious state clear your mind i invite my guides and angels and my entire spirit team There, are you know unseen forces working in my favor departed loved ones anyone i i think of that i want to invite to help me through my day and i say i welcome and i accept your help your inspiration your interference whatever it is and then at the end of my morning pages i'm always like thank you in advance for a magical day right so when you do you know but i just may it it, I do it every day, and you know your life begins to flow. It does
0: get magical. Yeah, no, I think that's so beautiful, and I, I definitely want to start to incorporate that into my days, just because I feel like, as you know, when you get into space of asking for that help, and then you start to recognize when it is divine intervention, you start to, at least in my case, I feel like I started to let go more of this. Chokehold on the control of the outcome because I know it's 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 that co-creationship, right? It's like it's not just me. I'm not just here fighting all the things by myself. And you start to recognize that like there can be flow, and when things are coming and are going out, you can recognize that it it's for your greater good. So I love that. I'm gonna I'm gonna like start to use that. Yeah. And then you said there was a book as well. What is the book called? uh It's Ar- the Artist's Way by Julia Cameron.
1: And I I think it just had it's like twenty fifth or thirtieth anniversary. She's got a new book coming out that's sort of a revision. I think of it, but it's if you just Google morning pages, I mean, it'll all come up. But she also says that if you if you do this practice, that something magical will happen four to six weeks in. And I started doing morning pages in the spring of twenty nineteen, and very like. It, it was nothing short of magical. About five weeks in, I got an email from my publisher out of nowhere saying, "Hi, we're looking for a numerologist to write a book for us." Wow! And I was thinking about writing a book. I'd put it on my new moon wish list. I had, you know, definitely thought about
0: it, but that was pretty magical. So that is absolutely amazing. And um, as soon as you said that name, I recognized it because in grad school, I took a class where the professor taught us all about creativity. And we literally did morning pages and used this book. Like this was kind of one of the textbooks. And it's so crazy how like everything comes back around because at the time I remember being like, what is this class? Like, cause all my other classes were like, you know, on advertising or marketing or like behavioral economics. And here was this one class that I I had to take that was about creativity. And that was, it ended up being being my favorite class, but yeah, like I, I'm gonna revisit that book because again, don't find it a coincidence that's coming up in our conversation.
1: Well, that's you know, the flick, the slap. Here it is. Like, perhaps <laughs> this is your guy. <laughs> Here it is. Get back
0: to your morning. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know that we're kind of like getting to the end of our chat, and this has been amazing. Do you have a little extra time for us to dive into a couple more questions? Absolutely. Okay, amazing. Well, I want to know how you personally implement numerology in your day-to-day life because it seems like you're using it to help guide a lot of those major decisions, but how are you using it for like the the mundane if you will? Like the little details in your day-to-day? with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. That's drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. Check it out.
1: I drill down right to my personal day and I actually have calendars um, on my website so people can do this for themselves. When you don't have a real structured job or lifestyle. It's really nice to be able to look at the calendar and go, what day am I, what energy am I working with today? And I use all of those energies for my benefit. So for example, today is a one day and hopefully this is a start of a beautiful relationship, right? But it's the beginning. Yes. Right? Yes it is. Um, <laughs> yeah. So on my one day, I'll initiate action. I'll do something for the first time. I'll start something new. And that has all the energy behind it to support me in terms of a beginning, right? On two days, you no, know, I really take care of my relationships. Maybe I make my husband a special meal. Maybe we have a date night. It's important to take care of your relationships. Right. On a three day, that's sort of a networking, fun, social day. So if I was going to have a party or I had to go to a birthday party, do I want to go to this birthday party? Well, it's a three day. So there's probably someone there you're supposed to meet. Okay, I'll go. Right. So it can guide you in that way. Three is also super creative. Maybe that's the day I'm going to work on, you know, some blogs or, you know, checking out some emails, revising things. Maybe I use it as a writing day. Four days is when you want to pay your bills, take care of details, organize. I cannot tell you how, how amazing organizing on a four day. I can accomplish more in a couple hours than I can in like two or three days on a four day. It's crazy. But the energy is to help you. Or, or cleaning. Fours like everything to be clean, too. So that helps. But um, five days, little adventure, right? What do you want to do? Something different. Think outside the box. Try something you haven't done before, right? Whether it's going to, you know, a restaurant you've never been to or cooking a meal that is out of your comfort zone. You know, five days are for adventure and new. They're also um, very good for social and parties. It's also a great day for promotion. Promoting yourself. So, if there was, you know, maybe that's a day I'm going to send out my newsletter. It's, you know, that five days really good for for that um, self promotion as well. Six days, family, pets, right? Your home, beautification. I usually get my hair cut on six days. So. Oh, I love that. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Yeah. Um, so, and I've actually, I'll go shy if I need an outfit or I'm looking for something, so I'll do it on a six day because it rules beauty. And sixes are also really good
0: at getting good deals. You know this. Your life has six. Okay. You're like, I mean, do I get the deals? I, I mean, you know what? Now that I think about it, I I really do. You take the time <laughs> and look for that coupon code.
1: You're getting free shipping.
0: You're doing Yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do actually. <laughs> yeah. I do. I do. Sixes
1: are are exceptional at finding that deal. Okay. Seven days are sort of a lay low. Get into nature. Make sure you take time to meditate. Connect to your crystals. You know, just and also that establishing yourself as the expert, right? So I use seven energy. I don't put a lot of pressure on myself. Maybe it's a day you decide to go to yoga. Maybe it's, you know, it's self care. Book a massage. Okay. Eight days have been some of my most profound. Wow. So okay. I use, I use eight days to call customer service if I need to. Oh my gosh. It's karma. If I'm, if I'm looking for a reversal in something, or if I needed to return something or exchange something, I would do that on an eight day.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I have, I, okay. So first thing I always do, if I have to, let's say you have to make a customer service call or something. I'll always set the intention before I dial the number that the most amazing, high vibing, totally, you know, fabulous person is going to be the agent on the other end of that phone. Okay, so I always set that intention first. And then I, you know, deal with whatever it is I, I need to. So i give you an example. I had, um, I had an area rug I had ordered. And it arrived. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. On a five days <laughs> got delivered to my neighbor's house. Not mine. Okay. On my sixth day, he phoned me and said, I got a, I have an area rug here. It's your name's on it. Okay. Thanks. Go get my area rug in The sixth day. Okay. Gave it a moment to do all the off gassing, whatever, unpack it. And I noticed one side of it is kind of a little bit oh, crooked. No. like it wasn't cut straight. And I went. Mm, that's not cool. So on my eight day, I called and set my intention that I was going to get someone fabulous, wanted some pictures, sent some pictures. My dog happened to be sitting next to the rug. You know, he's like five pounds super cute. Had a lovely, lovely conversation about little white fluffy dogs. Anyway, he goes, what do you want? And I said, well, I said, I can deal with it, but I don't want to pay full price for it. And he said, I agree. And I said, it's going to cost you like a hundred bucks to get this back to you. And he goes, I totally agree. He goes, hang on. Comes back to the phone and he goes, okay, it's taken care of. And I I said, I don't know what that means. And he said, check your email. He gave me a 100% refund, told me to keep the rug. Yes. And to have a day. Oh my God. I love that. I've had actually really good success at dealing with companies on 8 days. Yeah. So a rule of business, you can get those reversals. You know, and it's a good sales day. So if I'm going to announce, you know, a coupon code or something, I'll do that on an 8 day. Oh
0: wow. Okay. Oh my god. So 9 yeah. days
1: nine days I use for forgiveness. I use for letting go. I will take something to, you know, the the goodwill box you have that you've been collecting over time. I'll drop it off. I'll get it out of the house. Um, But nine days, you know, there's a real humanitarian component to them. So anything selfish tends to backfire on a nine day, but being generous with your time, being, you know, just in tune, having that, meditation, that letting go. That's what you want to do on a nine day.
0: Yeah. I love that. And I'm going to have to, well, first of all, link that calendar down below for everyone, because I feel like this is something, I mean, you've heard about, I'm sure you've heard about like cycle syncing or even people will kind of like do things around like the new moon versus the full moon or all of that kind of stuff. And I think I've always loved like the cycle syncing information, but I think taking another kind of lens to this and being like, okay, let's sync things to numbers as well. And I wonder like, is there ever, I guess, Does there ever tend to be like a lineup with someone's cycle? Do you notice that? Like if there's, because would there be- it's truly magical. So what I like to do is look. I, I pay attention
1: to all the new moons and full moons, and I actually have a new moon, full moon calendar on my website that you can download. Uh, that just gives you the major retrogrades of the year, and then the times and and everything for the new moon and full moon phase. So I like to go, okay, what month am I in? Okay, I'm going to set a goal based on that energy. Right, I'm going to base my goals around what energy I'm working this month. And then you set your intentions at the new moon and what supports them. At the full moon, you can release anything that falls under that energy that's not working. Mm -hmm. So it really gives you a little bit of structure. A lot of times people just keep wishing for the same things over and over again. And they're they're in a little bit of a spiritual rut, right? And so numerology is always moving. It will help you
0: evolve. Right. And really isn't that the goal? We're all here for soul evolution. That's yeah. what we want. Yeah. No, I completely agree. And I love that, especially like adding the moon cycles into it. I was specifically talking about uh menstrual cycles. If Oh, you. sorry. I no. am stuck. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, I <laughs> also, I also mentioned moon in there as well. So I kind of talked about like three different things at once. But no, I was talking about when people talk about like syncing their life up with their menstrual cycle. So it's kind of like okay, during your cycle, you're more in like that restful state, and then perhaps like it, I think it's like you know when you're going through ovulation, you have more of that energy. Like how they'll do that sort of syncing with their cycle. So I was just wondering if you ever notice any sort of, cause I don't know if there would be an overlap, right? Because the days are always going to depend on the year, aren't they? Yeah. It's always going to, I mean, something like that just keeps moving and evolving, right? What it
1: can do is, wow, I'm, I'm really, you know, aggressive today or I'm on fire. What is wrong with you?" you? Go to your calendar and you go, Oh, I'm having a one day. I need to tone it down. Right, or you're like, why am I crying and laughing the next minute? What is happening to me? <laughs> oh, you're in a three-day. Am days. I <laughs> Right. So it's, yeah, um, I do notice that it can impact your weight as well. Like on a three-day, people tend to weigh more than they do on, let's say, it's so a nine-day or seven-day. Yeah. So it does it does impact you, but that type is sort of a moving target. But you can definitely look why you're feeling a certain way, it helps you understand your emotions and develop way better self-awareness, which is so important. If you have self-awareness, you can have emotional maturity. And if you have emotional maturity, you can have vulnerability. And they're just so, so important in,
0: you know, keeping high vibe relationships. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And I feel like even just talking about the calendar and sort of that breakdown of the days, I'm very excited to do that with my own days and kind of like tap into that energy. Yeah, (laughs) I'm I'm very excited to do that and just kind of see what's going on, especially because when we had the conversation the other day and the recognition of this being like a six month for me and then the self-care next month, and I was just like, oh, that makes sense. Because even before I'm there yet, I know it's going to make sense, but- um, I know there are probably so many that you can list, but what is, or what is one of your favorite things about numerology? I'm curious. It's just so magical. (laughs) It truly is.
1: When you get into it, it has saved me from toxic people. It has realigned me when I, you know, thought something was a good idea taken a beat and realized maybe I need to reevaluate this or my timing's off. For example, this year, I'm in a nine year and I've been approached to start all sorts of things. And I'm just saying, you know what, that's super interesting. Let's talk about it. Let's research it. What would it look like? Where, you know, some of these things are pretty exciting. I maybe would, you know, jump at it or be impulsive if I was in a one. So you always have to look at sort of how is this guiding me? How can this help me? So the timing, what it tells me about timing is probably my most useful and favorite but i also love i love doing compatibility i love looking at you know i love being able to to help someone conceive that's been struggling i love being able to you know open up a whole new idea for career to people that they hadn't maybe thought about it's i just love it it's amazing I don't know yeah. if I answered your question. Oh my God,
0: yeah. no, you definitely did. And I was- i just questioning <laughs> over numerology. <and over. laughs> no, no, you definitely didn't. I was just sitting here thinking like, obviously we're going to have to have you come back because there are so many things that we didn't really have a chance to go into. Like, you know, as you were going into there, like the compatibility, because I know that that was a question that we had. Um, just like even compatibility or thinking about career, purpose, you know, some of these bigger life decisions and life questions. And I've alluded to it a couple of times here. It's not obviously announced yet, but we're having a a, um, virtual summit at the end of this year, December 9th, put it on your calendar. And Joy will be at the summit speaking about numerology and how to kind of understand what's coming up in your next personal year. So I am super excited for that. And then maybe, you know, we'll have a couple of, you know, questions about compatibility or love, but you'll be able to ask some of these questions. And of course, like I said, we'll have to have you come back and just chat more about all of the stuff we didn't get to today. But in the meantime, I'll have all the links down below, but I'd love to give you an opportunity to just sort of give us the information about where we can find you online and what you're manifesting for the rest of this year.
1: I can be found at joyofnumerology.com, at joyofnumerology on Instagram or Facebook. I. What am I manifesting for the rest of this year? I'm in a nine year. So I am really about the release, the letting go, being open to surprises and new opportunities. Nine years also hold rewards. And so I have had some fun little surprises along the way, like connecting with you so yes. that's been that's been fabulous uh but i'm really looking doing the research and stuff right now for what i want to manifest in my one year i Ooh. very I very much follow my own advice i have said no to so many things this year where i'm like mm, in my nine year yeah. like and most of them are people who know me or their clients so they've, they've heard me talk about it but yeah i'm uh, i'm not making any big moves
0: right now, but I'm definitely doing some research on what will be big moves for later. Yeah. Well, we're going to have to like chat next year so we can kind of revisit this conversation and then actually hear about all of the things that you are manifesting and all the things that you do bring to fruition next year. So thank you again for joining me for this episode. This has been incredible as we knew it was going to be. I've enjoyed this conversation. Like I said, all of the links for Joy will be down in the show notes so that you can check her out there. But yeah, thank you again for joining me for this episode. It has absolutely
1: been as fun and fabulous as I thought it would be. (laughs) I'm
0: so happy to hear that.